Hello. Hi, everybody. Hi. We're here with the one and only, the amazing, the fabulous Jennifer Schaefer. Hello. She's in outer space, <laughs> and I'm at the foot of Mount Kailash in Western Tibet. Mm -hmm. For fans of Flipside, they know that this is where my journey began. Well, for Getting fans of Flipside, this is where all my friends are. <laughs> True. Okay, well, I'm just going to pretend like we're sitting at Fish Bar. Okay, do you want me to put some noise on? <laughs> yeah, put some music on, and I have my coffee. Where there you are. And, yeah, um, I almost forgot. To, you might have to start over. I don't have my wine. But yeah, you need a glass of wine. I know. Okay, so I just thought what we might try to do is our first podcast. Wow, exciting. I'm thrilled. We've only been doing this for five years. <laughs> Finally, right. you know, the people on the flip side said, come on, we need a virus in order to get you guys to go online. So how cool is that? How weird is that? So last night, mm -hmm. I was letting anybody come in and have a conversation with me because I, okay. I, I figured, you know what? I think they want to talk to Jennifer. And I've been, you know, editing our, our book, Backstage, Walkstage, Pass to the Flipside, yeah. book three. Yeah. And people often say this, um, which is, there's a line. There's a big ass line waiting to talk to Jennifer. So I thought today, why don't we just see who so needs to talk to us? for everyone. True. When you so, explained that, I was just like, that's a line because if I'm the only one that can talk to them, yeah, there's gonna be a big line. But if everybody talked to their loved ones, which they can do, if everybody talked to their loved ones, then, then there wouldn't be such a big line. Okay, well, let's address the class. Let's ask the class. So, Luana, can you come forward? Yep. So, Lou, let's talk about this for a second. Why are people waiting in line to talk to us if they can just talk to their loved ones without us? Because the loved ones can't hear them yet. They don't, they're not, they're, ask, show me. The loved ones are not listening. Loved ones are not listening. And so what are you doing, Luana, in terms of help? I mean, what's a physical thing that you're doing to help them access loved ones or to talk to us? Thank you. They're putting ideas in their head to make, thank you, to make coincidences happen. So they're putting, you know how they project thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. And so, they're projecting thoughts to me as we're talking and I know that I can hear them. I don't doubt it. You know, we've gone through this. I don't, I don't have fear with it because of years of practice, right? Or years of not thinking anything differently, really. Um, but okay. Now I lost the thought. Hold on. Um, if I can snag that thought for you, yes. what I'm asking Luana is not so much. How do you guys talk to your loved ones over here? Right, no, they were mentioning how, so they, they give, they give, so these, so their loved ones get the people here, their loved ones here on this planet, they give them thoughts, so they'll give them a memory, and then that will engage their heart to talk to them. 
Right. So, and for example, today I was answering an, a post on Quora and somebody had written this very upset email about, you know, why doesn't my son reach out to me? And I wrote this very long reply based on what we've learned, you know, how to talk to your loved ones on the flip side, as we talk about in Backstage Pass 1 and 2, in the workbook at the end. And at the end of the post, I realized that her son had tapped her on the shoulder, mm -hmm. said, put a post, and this guy will tell you how to talk to me. So coincidences, yes. Yeah, just what you're saying. But my question for Luana is, so let's just take anybody in class. Anthony, okay. for example. Let's take Anthony. Anthony's Bourdain is somebody who's right. come forward before in the past, and he's hilarious. And so, Luana, how do you assist him? Like, what is your role in this conversation? She doesn't have to assist him anymore. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was interesting, but hold on a second. Because the first thing I saw was a bunch of, um, like, hold on. Oh. She actually said she's teaching him how to because he's worried about his loved ones here. And, I've, and, and I need to just hear this again because I haven't heard this before. Um, yes, she's teaching him how to not worry about his loved ones here on the planet right now. And when she, how does she do that? Does she help him to slow his frequency down? Ah, she says that she helps him not to mirror the fear that they have. have I think, see. So if you think about it, because we're so poor, we pick up a lot of stuff, right? And of, of people here, we pick. Yeah up their feeling you can feel a friend it's on like you were calming me down because you know i was stressed out a little bit you know um and whether you think it's funny or not you do it so but from the other side if they that was weird um if they uh if the people on the other side come to the people here and they could pick up their fear and they mimic it back it's, it's like double it's double time for the people that are here I see. And so on some, well, on some level, Luana's assisting them. I mean, because I've seen this quite often in these reports, which is people are lined up to talk to us and they say, let's like, go ahead. So real fast before I, before it sure. goes away. So what she says, I'm like, so are you teaching them to lower their, you know, to raise their frequency so that it's, and she said, no, she's teaching them to match the frequency here of them at their best. At their best. Okay. Yes. That was interesting. All right. Well, I'm, I'm just saying I've heard it consistently in these reports, which is, you know, people are lined up to get mm -hmm. into class and have said stuff like, you have no idea how long I had to wait. And I'm thinking <laughs> to myself, well, what is the process? 
do they come in and sit down in a chair, let's say? Does she, does she create the quantum field for them and then help them slow their energy down to put images into your mind or their loved one? Oh, that's so fascinating. So you know how the, the monks chant, right? For the planet, right? Mm -hmm. And so she showed me something really cool. Like, yeah, she helps them adapt, but she has a whole, there's like a whole group of people that are praying or chanting on the other side, helping the people on the other side get to the people here. Okay. Yeah. Like... An assistance vibe. So uh, let me just break it down for yeah, a second. Like pushes them more because they, they need more energy to get to here, to break through this dimension. Okay, but let me break it down a little bit, which is Luana's referring to, let's say, monks chanting, which could be Tibetan monks. It could be Japanese Buddhist monks, Zen monks, correct? Correct. Yeah. And some are the, so the Zen Buddhist monks might be chanting one thing, the Tibetans might be chanting something else, but the frequency gets to a level so that it's all of a piece and a, like a pool. And then what she's saying is that she's helping them on the other side to tap into that frequency and that helps them to be able to communicate with us. Yes. Okay, <laughs> very good. I love asking Luana a question that she put into my head. All right, so because I mentioned Anthony and because we all love Anthony, yes. Anthony? Yes, sir. What would you like to say or who would you like to interview in our class? You've helped me with some of the interviews in our latest book. Um, he's mentioning Italy. Did he meet his wife there in Italy? He well, Asia. Asia's Asia. from... Italy, his girlfriend. I didn't, I didn't put that together. I'm like, yeah, yeah. So, okay, let's talk about it. They didn't meet in Asia. That's what I meant. <laughs> That's funny. Um, no, Anthony's spoken about her often. He also speaks about his daughter, the opera singer. Right, but he's trying to tell me, and I'm going to have him tell me again just so I can get this right. The whole, this is fascinating. They set this all up, of course. We should be praying for Italy. Just like we have people that are praying for people that are sick here and people that are chanting and praying over there, we should be praying for Italy, helping that energy go too. Okay, so Anthony, give us a prayer. What would be a prayer for Italy? Um. Hold on one second, okay. I hope this doesn't stop it, the recording. I'm gonna have to take you. Well, I can, I can pause, watch. Okay, we took a pause while I went and looked up on Wikipedia everything about Anthony Bourdain. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you asked me about a prayer. Yeah, I asked, well, Anthony, I'm asking really Anthony, what is, you know, you don't have to give us a prayer. I mean, I, you know, it's being a little facetious there, but I mean, what, what do you want besides a prayer? What else can we do? Anything we can do for Italians? Eat more pasta? 
he's showing me like I want to sing the Mamma Mia some go ahead song. sing it's okay I don't I'm not good at singing oh wait a minute is he making fun of me singing Ave Maria yes that was it oh my gosh he was, <laughs> he was singing uh, Ave Maria well for those who aren't aware, um, I posted it yesterday, me on the balcony of my apartment, pretending, lip syncing to Luciano Pavarotti, who we interviewed right. in our class. And so for him to say, you guys need to be saying, I mean, look, I understand. On the flip side, they're viewing everything that's happening here with a certain amount of- You know, when said that i forgot that you did that you know that that was i believe i totally believe you of course and if he's singing ave maria then he's yeah. saying oh and i'm fighting guy. with him. i'm fighting with him going what how is that song gonna help <laughs> he's mocking me he is but he, he is i figured he would so anthony look you interrupted me last night as i was going to sleep so obviously you want to talk so the floor the space, the mountain is yours. He wasn't kidding. It's just sending out good vibes everywhere. So that was a good vibe. It made people happy and made people laugh. Right? Okay. I see what you're saying, which is find a sense of humor within the tragedy. Correct. Okay, very good. And then he showed me, what's his name? Um, sorry, I don't mean to say that. No disrespect to the playwright. Um, Romeo and Juliet's author, sorry. What is his name? Will. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hold on. Thank you. Just like the tragedy that he, that he put into play. Mm. Um, with Romeo and Juliet. It's something that's been redone over and over and over again, right? Mm -hmm. In different ways, in different, you know. Um, Movies done, and everything else. Yeah. Right. West Side Story. This is the exact same thing that's happened in the planet. It's just, you know, right I want to. Well, allow me to add to that and ask him some questions. Okay. Because while I was researching this, and while yesterday I was transcribing Will, you know, what he said to us like two years ago. Oh my gosh. And while I was doing that, I was looking up Romeo and Juliet just to make sure what he was saying about it was accurate. And, you know, whatever, what, what I was saying that he said or what we all, you know what I mean. And you and, and I never what, talked about that. Well, what's really, yeah, we haven't talked about that. But what's really fascinating is I is that Romeo and Juliet was written during the plague. Mm. So they were quarantined when he right. wrote Romeo and Juliet. So let's ask Will. Is he saying you can be creative while you're quarantined? Look, I wrote Romeo yeah. and Juliet while I was in quarantine. Well, he's not only saying that. He's also saying the community's come together. And he, then John Lennon just showed up. Like there's something going around where they're singing Imagine. And they're right. doing it in a video that's beautiful. I did see that. Gal Gadot. Gadot. Yeah, it's beautiful. and really touches your heart. But he's saying, okay, what did you say? Well, hold on. To your point. Oh, 
that like with what we're doing right now, right? We've never mm -hmm. done this over Zoom. No. How great is this? <laughs> it is, yeah. I would rather see you in person, personally. No, ditto. But, but we're thinking outside the box. We're trying to figure out like, I'm ha I had a wine and spirits party with my friends last night. Oh, I see, at home. Ah. Yeah, everybody stayed, everybody held up their glass. We were at Zoom, there's you know, about good. eight guests. And you just figure out different ways to communicate and you figure out different ways to connect. I would have never had that with my friends, this Zoom right. party, if it wasn't yeah. for this. And now that's so great that we can do that. So it's yeah. not going, okay, so you said, you can't think linear anymore. It can't be linear. You have, it has to be something non-linear to, to, to be more, um, just like you said, be more inventive. Be more, be more inventive. So, so Anthony is saying, get outside yourself in a way, which is be creative and be sing songs and, and finds a way and that's healing. And you can do that for your friends in Italy or whoever you can, you know, for your mom, for your dad. And Will is saying, be creative, think outside the box as an artist so that yes. you can create things out of track. Right, so they just showed me the three concerts that were playing that you posted with John with um, John Legend, right? Oh yeah, John so, Legend and those other ones. Well, let's ask, we can't let John Lennon sneak in here and then slip out. May we ask, can we talk to you, John? It's right here. So what would you like to say? Wow. The reason why everybody loves that song was because on some level, everybody agrees with it. Mm -hmm. Like just, it's, it's a different song of heaven. You know, it's a different, um, everyone, it gets everybody's heartstrings just like it did mine. You know, when I watched that video this morning, but when he was saying it, um, he just said every, everybody, connects with it everybody that's just um everyone has a little piece of imagine inside okay. everyone so john if i may i know that you've you subsequently pointed out that yoko that the lyrics the, some of the lyrics for the song came from yoko's book that she had written and you had sort of adapted that and you added also the chorus and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. I just want to mention that for a second, but in reference to what Jennifer's saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, that the song Imagine kind of describes what it's like on the flip side. There is no heaven, that's home. There is no religion. True. They're all religions. Well, if you could talk about that. Correct. Well, so, all right, I'll ask him the question, but what he was saying was they were all smiling, yes. Um, it is, thank you, it is true for those who are free from fear. It is true for those who are free from fear. And how do we eliminate fear? 
Don't ask me, but. Well, I'm asking him. (laughs) I know that. I'm like, (laughs) everybody felt a lot of that today, even this morning. I think, I mean, I'm like, is it getting to us right now? We're not even the first week. Right. No, it's true, and people are panicking and flipping out and all of this stuff. But, you know, look, we have three avatars here who can help us. Hold on. I know. Give me a second. He's talking. Sorry, Rich. <laughs> you can interrupt me anytime. <laughs> she's going to bandage you. <laughs> like she said, she's going to put tape around you. Hold on. Practicing silence. Oh, you're so funny. I'm practicing. Practicing silence and then connecting with friends. Connecting with friends here or on the flip side? That's a good question. Both. Both. Okay. So the silence is connecting with people on the flip side. Ah. And then connecting with your friends because if you just, instead of thinking about, you know, if you're in a fight with someone, Mm-hmm. And you don't talk to them, but if mm-hmm. you, but then you just pick up the phone and you start talking to them, you feel so much better, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Reach out, like after you're in, like after you're silent. Some people, if you're still feeling bad, reach out to a friend. Very good. Well, I'm so, just thinking of these three avatars that we have here: John, Anthony, mm-hmm. and Will. I mean, look. I know people will think it's crazy that we can talk to Will, but he shows up as often as the others do. But let's just put it this way. Each one of them has a different perspective on what we're going through and how to eliminate fear. So let's just go around with these three guys. Anthony, what's your best advice in eliminating fear? He just said eating, but hold on. He was just saying he thought it was funny. He's like, you guys are finally not stuffing. We're not eating while he's talking. So now he's eating. So maybe he's just missing <laughs> us right now. Um, thank you. He said, looking inside yourself and being grateful for what you do have. So you and I live in California. We should be incredibly grateful, just for starters, right? We both have great views. <laughs> you know, we both have, we do have a lot. We can, we can sit there and not be grateful for all the things that are going wrong, or we can be grateful for the fact that we have food, we have shelter, we have, we don't, or I'm not worried about where my next meal is coming from. Um, we have our kids, we have our significant others, um, that put up with us. Um, we have friends, we're able to communicate to the other side. The list can go, could be infinite. And if we, thank you. Um, is that you or Anthony? Oh, that's so fascinating. Oh, they're so good. So Anthony said to, you know, to find space and to have, to see, you know, the things that you're blessed for, right? Mm -hmm. Then Wolf said, write down those things. 
And then John said to make a song out of it. Wow. Doesn't get better than that. Find the, let me just paraphrase. Find the gratitude, find what you're grateful for. Will's advice is write that down. And John's advice is put it to music. Yeah. Very good. That's pretty dang good. Um, yeah, I came up with that. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, Luana, listen, we're going to turn it over to you because you're... Oh, and then your give life. it away. Sorry? Give and then it give, it away. Away. give it away. Give it away. Because give it away. Because the more... Give it away. Give it away now. Um, I'm doing a podcast with uh, Colby tonight, and we're tinkering on what we were... She's like, we're practicing social distancing. It's just us two in the studio. Mm-hmm. She has her own place. So... Yeah. And it's her birth. It's her birthday. My point is, she's like, bring rubber gloves. <laughs> like, <laughs> why not? You know, that's the new normal. Rubber gloves. See, I'm holding them. These are <laughs> avatars that look like fingers. I'm just kidding. So, um, Luana, our teacher, on the flip side, mm-hmm. what do you want us to focus on, or who should we talk to? Well, the Maverick. Oh. Maverick's here. Well, for those of those who don't remember who Maverick is, turn that phone over. For those of you who don't return, remember. I'm not. Uh, sorry, I'm writing, down the, I'm writing down the names. Oh, you're writing it down. I, my apologies. I thought you were like, Bart, no. You're a better deal. No, I'm for, kidding. For once, for once I, you were wrong. <laughs> I'm wrong. Okay, you're the medium. I'm just the martini. So, John. Maverick, yes, our friend. What is okay. it you want to talk about, sir? He says it is great that everyone is trying to help one another. Even with, he just pushed Trump aside, but he's not even saying that. He's just like, everyone is wanting this to be better. Everyone is getting rid of their own personal agenda to, you know, and we're not going to try it. He's like, we didn't, we weren't trying to figure out what was going on in his mind then. We're not going to try to figure that out now. He's just going to give him the benefit of the doubt that he's, that he is working for us. Um, They are very slow with the vaccine. They're very slow with um, getting the test. Mike, you know, but, oh, well, John, what, how, what would you do differently if you were here? I mean, you are here. He said he would ride horses. He said he he's making fun of horse, like not making fun of, he's like, I would ride horses and still not be around people, but like go find, you know, spend that time. What they're all showing mm-hmm. us is connecting. Instead of having that loop in your head, thank you, of what's going wrong, start looking at what's going right and help out and figure it out. And, and when you're in silence, which, Meditation, as you are very well, I'm not, I mean, I'm familiar with meditation, but. Yeah, you, you that's true. Absolutely. Sure. No, and I think it's a fascinating point he's making, which is 
I asked him, what would you be doing if you were here? And of course, in the back of my mind, I was thinking, you know, John McCain would be, you know, sleeves rolled up, charging ahead. And he right. said the answer, which is more related to him, which is if he was here now, what he would be doing is being out in nature, mm -hmm. in riding horses, yeah. in communing with spirit, being in the sunshine, getting fresh air. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, it's a, an eloquent answer. It's, I mean, you know, the rest of us might be thinking, ah, you know, get the ambulances in here and blah, blah, blah. No, but, you know, I think it's important we let them say what it is they want to say as opposed to what I might want them to say. Right. But, well, John, I, is that what you wanted to say? Are you trying to tell people everything's going to be okay or what? Yes, they, thank you. They said, everything's gonna be okay if they listen to their instincts. You know, don't hoard everything. Like when you go to the store, you know that's not right, right? Grab a I mean, few there's things. no toilet paper on the flip side? Um, <laughs> they're laughing, no, I mean. I gotta laugh. <laughs> yes, no. um, okay, well, I, got a, I got a question for you, John. What'd you think of seeing Sarah Palin on The Masked Singer last week? Did you see that? Oh, you, well, ask him. He knows what I'm talking about. He's laughing. He just says, God love her. He just kissed her on the cheek. <laughs> well, for those who haven't seen it, last week they took off the head of one of the best singers, a bear, and it was her, Sarah Palin, singing and dancing. Baby got back. I mean... It doesn't that, get stranger than that. So that's probably why he said a little pumpkin and just kissed her on the cheek. <laughs> I'm sorry, say again? Like, oh, little pumpkin, like you would like a little kid, like, oh, how sweet. How sweet. Ah, yeah, why not? You know, he's in a different, better place. She's a hunter. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. She was so, wearing a bear outfit. Um, John, we've talked to you in the past. You mentioned a couple of things, including you wanted your daughter, Megan, to run for governor of Arizona. Have you had a chance to reach out? I mean, I sent the transcript of our conversation to Coast to Coast because the producer there said he'd pass it along to Megan. But my question for you, sir. She's not ready. She's not ready. I, I got three, so I don't know if it's like three years from now. Like three years, okay. Uh, are you able to speak with her or reach out to her? Yeah, he does. It's usually when she's either waking up, when she wakes up in the morning, uh -huh. when she's waking up in the morning, or, um, show me again. Or when she's out in nature. He showed me her riding horses too, but when she's out in nature. Okay, you think, uh, he, she thinks of you. And what image does she have in her head that you're helping her think of you? I keep getting like a flag, but I don't know if it's something. That's the image you're giving her, you and a flag? Well, he's, he's making me feel like she, he's given her a flag. So that would represent him for some reason. You mean like a, what kind of flag? American flag? 
or some other flag? Hold on. It's a white flag. Oh, okay. Very good. I'm glad. I'm glad to clarify. Because if we had just let it go, it might be, you know, this idea and Megan running across this podcast would say, I'd have never seen an American flag, but a white flag. Is that correct? A white flag. It's okay. Let's break it down. John, that's a symbolic metaphor. The white flag. What does it represent? Well, he made me feel like, first of all, he brought me to prisons, his prison where he was in prison. Mm-hmm. So let me give you the what he showed me and then sure. how we got. So the first thing I got was a Confederate flag. It wasn't an American, it wasn't a American flag, but he was trying to show me something that got to war. And uh. then from war, he showed me the Japanese symbol, the mm-hmm. red circle, or is that, sorry. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. And then he- World War II. Yeah. And then he showed me the white flag. And I said, so then I'm like, okay, what flag, what flag is it? And he said, the white flag. So white flag represents surrender and surrender. This is so amazing. So John, well, let me clarify, John, are you saying, because I was asking, so what image makes her think of you? And you said something to do with war, let's say representations of war, but the surrender flag, what do you mean? She should surrender or what? Okay. Oh, I think I got it. What? When he, so we're talking about three different wars, the Confederate War, then World War II, and then the Vietnam War, when he was shot down, he might've had a white flag to let them know to surrender. Is that correct, John? Yeah. So okay, so he's referencing his. Right. He's, go ahead. He's. I didn't even put that all that together, and that's why you are so great at this. Um, but he showed me like surrendering to what's happening now with Trump, because it eats up so much of. It takes up so much space. Like it does a lot of wow. us, right? And so, and just disregarding that, and figuring out. Hold on. Figuring out how to coexist. All right, let me, let me paraphrase, John, if I may, which is conflict leads to chaos, stress, and yeah. your surrendering to the Vietnamese led to your career on some metaphorical level, on some life journey level. Your surrendering made you made us become aware of you on so many levels and it, it led this this arc of your life so part of it was surrendering and not the idea of surrendering to the enemy but to surrender to whatever the conflicts are is that is that kind of what you're trying to say <laughs> what's that mean just kidding got it Well, you know, I mean, look, 
that's what makes us such an interesting pair, me and you. I'm a guy who's spent most of his life trying to figure out stories, storytelling, you know, how do you make a movie? How do you make a bad movie, etc. Now I teach how to make bad movies. Anyway, but I try to put the story points together as best I can, like the string of what that is. And my weird brain is I remember bizarre connections. <laughs> and you're seeing literally a Confederate flag, which would freak some people out. Then the Japanese flag, which would freak other people's out. And then the white flag. So right. the idea is, and John McCain was known as a war hero, of course. He mm -hmm. suffered immeasurably while he was in captivity. He said everybody, everybody has from war. Everybody suffers immeasurably from war. Absolutely. And from the flip side perspective, because we've talked about this, once you go back home, your uniform's gone. Your flag is gone. It's just you connecting to everybody else out there on the flip side. So the idea, so how do you show Jennifer surrender? He can't say the word surrender because it doesn't, it wouldn't mean anything to you. I was, he, trying to go, I was trying to go to Dubs even. Like, okay, but he you know, put it in your mind, knowing that I would unscramble it. Right, he brought it. He brought it back, and I had to, you know, figure it out. Yes, you put surrender. It surrender. How long do I have you for? Uh, now I'm gonna look at my phone. Okay, I'm sorry. I will never do that again. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. You have Busted. another. How long is the meeting for? Uh, oh well, I have it for 16 hours. I hope you don't mind. No, uh, I went for two hours, but you know, I'm, I can. Got it. Right. And I will. Yeah. If we need to, whatever we need right. to do, it's up to you. You're the person that is in demand. I'm the person who's just hanging out in the Western side of Tibet waiting for inspiration. <laughs> okay. Luana, that was very complex, but thank you for bringing John forward. We appreciate that. Anybody else that wants to talk to us? Hold on, he just wanted to fit, oh, my dad. Oh, hi, Jim. Hey, dad. Thank you. He's saying that he really likes your architecture book. Um, oh. Architecture of the app, yeah, hold on. A review. Yes. What you said about Jesus. Do you have that in that book? Jesus who? I know. Do you like the look on my face? This is, you know, this is me pretending to not know what you're talking about. Jesus? Um, well, yes. Listen, that book... <laughs> has so much Jesus in it that it's almost like incomprehensible because, and I'll just say, Jim. And he, he loves the way ahead. that you keep bringing up love. love. Like he loves the way that it keeps coming back to love. It does. Yeah. What, what a, the profound part of the book is that Jesus shows up quite a bit in this research. But what he shows up as is not the person that was descriptive or written about for centuries. He shows up as somebody 
else, a philosopher, a teacher, and he's the one who says, well, I radiate the same frequency as other religious figures and avatars that have been around since the dawn of time. He's the one who puts that way. But then he turns it on its head and says, but we're all speaking of the same thing, which is the heart. Right. Unconditional love. And so those, those things, this is a, you know, these are people, I'm interviewing people who are not under hypnosis, who were accessing him, and he says the same things to each one of them. So that's <laughs> mind-blowing. All I can say is, yeah, yeah, Jesus shows up in architecture of the afterlife quite a bit. Well, I think don't they teach them that, that to be more Christ-like, the flesh and blood aspect of, like for Mormons, you know, he was, I can't, my dad just showed me the flesh and blood, but it's the heart. Yeah. So, um, to be made like him. He says that we all, it's not about the flesh and blood, but we all have a piece of Jesus inside of us. There's a piece of, some, there's a piece of something that resonates, I think, in our energy field that yeah. has awareness of Jesus. Okay, well, I would, if I can unpack that for a second, I would <laughs> say that I think what he's saying also is that we're all part of this source. We're all part of source. And we've heard that from Jesus quite a bit, which is each one of us carries that same, whatever that is, want to call it a soul. I call it conscious energy, whatever that's called. But it's, but it's also dark matter. It's also consciousness. It's also, <laughs> sorry? It's where I am, dark matter. <laughs> yeah, you're out in dark matter land. But Apparently, what we've learned is that all those terms are interchangeable and they go back to the concept of unconditional love. And love being something that's really hard to define, it's never been defined, but we can experience it. And when we experience it, we know what it is. Yeah. So we all have that. But Jim, this popped into a conversation that I was transcribing the other day. And for those of you who don't know who Jim is, that's Jennifer's father, who was a Mormon bishop. Yes. But when we accessed him on the flip side, he talked about an incredible physics class that he's involved in. Because we asked him, what are you doing over there? And he described and took us to this amazing class. And we met his teacher, um, so Jim, I just have a question you for you. Edgar Casey there. I'm sorry. He met Edgar Casey there in that. Oh, he class. met Edgar Casey in his class. Well, yeah. oh wait a second. Are you name dropping, Jim? I think he is. <laughs> well, tell me what was that like? What was it like to meet Edgar Casey in your class? They both have a love of the Bible. Okay. Yeah. But aside from the Bible, because the Bible means so many things to so many different people. Know, and they, have a, they have a love for the energy of helping the planet or the okay. pulse of the planet. But let me ask you some 
mundane questions. When you okay. saw Edgar, what did he look like? Was he young or old? Thirty-three. About thirty-three. So, kind of. I mean, I've seen a photograph of him at, at thirty-three, kind of professorial. Yeah, my dad, my kid. That's so interesting. They all show up at thirty-three. Not. <laughs> well, there you go. The thirty-three club. But in terms of Edgar. When you walk into the classroom, you uh -huh. show up with an So each classroom is different. Yeah. Depending upon what you're learning. And for the physics class, they, you show up at 33. Am I getting that right? It's a lot more complicated, but I think I'm getting that right. All right. But so your dad is 33 in the class, and Edgar the teacher we've talked to, this physics teacher who is like beyond concepts. Yeah. Now, does she want to say anything to us, the teacher of this physics class? Expand more. Expand more in your mind. She shows me our minds, like, going over the ocean, like, having, being able to expand your minds more. You, you can expand your minds more to help more. We have so much more that we can be tapping into to help. So how can we, Jennifer and I, help people to expand more? Talking about this? Yes. And in terms of your class, you teach physics on a quantum level. Is that correct? Or how would you describe it? so interesting it's like the reverse so what she what they teach is they teach it's almost like teaching okay it's almost like teaching up there whatever you're supposed to come here for teaching up there like how to make things here ah and then and yes. then so then you're able to like i just was shown einstein then okay. you'll have little cues that come in that you'll be remembering. And so maybe that's why the 33 comes into play. So like at the age of 33 in their next lifetime or whatever it is, you're, it's something that triggers into your system. I don't know. You know I mean? <laughs> well, if I can break that down for a second, which okay. is I've been to a number of these classes through our journeys, as well as the deep hypnosis sessions that I filmed and my own. And in each class, I realized they're transforming energy, somehow creating energy, creating mm -hmm. objects from energy, crystals, creating things to seed planets in other universes so that one day we might reincarnate there. So it's a, it's a Correct. vast... Yeah. All right. They only could show me is here, so I was confused. Okay. So, yeah. No, that makes sense. But speaking of 33, and I, I would be a fool not to, I am a fool, but I would be a fool not to take the opportunity to speak to the 33-year-old that we've met before, who is in the books. So, would he like to come forward? Yes. 
and describe how he looks to you. It was just very sweet. He was holding John Lennon, like John, Len <clears throat> John Lennon's hand, like they were all holding hands like this. Mm -hmm. They're showing me how they were bonding together. No one's alone here. Is that what he says? No one okay. is alone here. But let's describe how he looks. Does he have long hair? He's more, it's just, he has long hair. They're all like the same age right now. Okay, Over. that's fine. It's allowed. So get a close up. What color are his eyes? Like a deep, like hazel green. Hazel I don't know. Green. <laughs> Hazel green. All right. And are there like change any colors in there? Yellow. Yellow. Okay. And so what's he wearing? Can't explain it. It's um He shows at first, but it shows like a picture. So he's showing me going in and out of mm -hmm. like, a, I don't know. Form. Yeah. Etheric form. Right. He knows so what I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask him to change his clothes so we can have a conversation. So now how does he look? A blue shirt and jeans. Like, like a dude. Yeah, sandals. So, should I call you Isaiah? Because you mentioned that in another interview that that was your name. Funny. He's like, call me the one. <laughs> I'll call you the one. Okay. The one. Mr. One. I didn't know he was funny, but that is funny. He is funny. I mean, I don't mean to seem uh, heretical, sacrilegious. I'm not either. I'm not. I know. We are not. Listen, this is a construct. But we might learn something new. So let's ask him. How you doing? He's helping all the people that are traversing and leaving the planet. He's closer to the planet. It feels like he's closer to the people right now. He's never been away, but people now are communicating more. Let me ask you, is that a reference to the second coming? I mean, is it possible that people's awareness realizing? Okay, well, I mean, I was gonna, let me just finish, which is to say that the awareness that you never left is like a second coming. Okay, thank you. All right, it is. I mean, the second coming is, he's never left, he's here. He's saying though, so let me, so it doesn't, doesn't um, you are correct with that. And that was inter a very interesting way of showing me, like walking hand in hand with John Lennon and then showing me, but yet having the mark, but he, it's not, that's not, as, it's not a physical, it's like a painting picture, but only showing me the hand to show mm -hmm. me that it's him, but it's not, he, I don't think he had that. But no, apparently there were no nails, but, according to all the people who claim to have seen him up there. Yeah. 
So there were, oh, his feet hurt, but. Um, his feet had nail, correct? Ask him. Yeah, they did. Okay, but hold on. Um, but not his hands. Show me again. Thank you. Because of the energies, the second coming has to do with, with what you said, but it has to do with the energies that are changing too. Like we said, the veil is getting very thin, mm -hmm. you know? And so whether or not religious or not, people are looking at him, people have looked at him differently and, are, and it's, it's working that way, not with fear. You never want people to be fearful of him. You know, the monarchy. Very good. Yeah, or that fear of retribution yeah. or judgment or something like that. Right. And it's, what's interesting is that people that are spiritual are actually bringing him through when they're the ones that are being told, you know, that they're bad or wrong because they don't believe in yeah. um, whatever. Organize, what organize religion. Very good. Um, let's see. What would. Not all, all religion. Bad. I'm like, we're not saying any religion is bad. <laughs> but no, no. Yeah. I, listen, we've heard it before that all religions are talking about the same garden, that we're all talking about going home. And each flower in the garden is a different religion. It's all part of this garden. Right. I think that's where prayer and chanting and meditation and, yeah, it's all different well, types different it goes prayers. to what yeah. your dad said which is if he's part of who we are then oh. prayer connecting to source asking him for intercession or help is all about acknowledging who we are in terms of unconditional love right can we hit pause for one second yes yeah, absolutely we can pause okay. yes okay we're back so as we wrap this unbelievably brilliant podcast up, our first five years practice, let's ask our friend Isa or Isaiah or Jesus one last question. And I think on behalf of everybody out there watching who are stressed. Isa is, less, is less, doesn't have so much with it. So that's a better name, he says. Isa? Okay. Yeah, less stress. It's like asking you to wear jeans and a blue shirt. You're just a really cool dude on the flip side who greets everybody to let them know they're un loved unconditionally, right? But mm -hmm. how, what's a, I don't know, what's your advice about to people? Like, how do we stay sane and safe, et cetera, et cetera, in this weird time of, pandemic i can almost tell you already know the first thought he said just so wash your hands <laughs> kidding um love one another reach out to one another you don't have to be next to someone to love them you don't have to see them to love them you don't have to be with them. You can pray for them, pray away from them. 
like by doing that and building the energies and not worrying about all the others, like not saying, okay, don't thank you. Don't worry about what you can't control. Very good. Yes. And yeah. we've, we've heard that from the Dalai Lama. You, you don't, you can't control what other people do, but you can control how you react to what they do. Correct. And that includes love, mm -hmm. love, unconditional love for everybody. Yeah. Anything Robin Williams wants to say before we check out of our first podcast? Cause you know, he, <laughs> he put a, an out of order sign, like on a door and just walked away. Like, oh, I'm out really? so, no, he's kidding around. Give me back. Come back. Oh, I know. I just see that. He just showed me in my mind's eye, the, the interview that Oprah had with him that I watched a few weeks ago. Um, Laughter is the best medicine. He loves my wine and spirits that I do via Zoom. He thinks it's amazing. And he says, everybody's building upon helping everyone. So like how many times, which is great. Like you said, like if you hear something great, you pass it along. Everybody's doing that versus saying, oh, it's mine or no, this, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're, they're sharing because they want to share and make people happy, not because they want to make a statement. Very good. So Robin, we're going to give you the last word, which is laughter is the best medicine. Thank you, sir. Laughter and love the love. And love the love. So thanks, everybody. Thanks, Luana. Thanks, Anthony. Thanks, Will Shakespeare. Thanks. Shakespeare, Matt, the Maverick, John. Jesus. Isa. Thanks, your dad. We got to thank everybody. Listen, yeah. I know this is unusual, and for the people who are fans of our books, they'll totally get it. And for the rest of you, you're going to have, you probably didn't get past the first sentence. But and that's fine too. Say again? He said, and that is fine too. <laughs> and that is fine too. We love you. Yes. Love, love. Love, love. Namaste. Namaste. Love, love. Okay. Thank you, Jennifer. Bye. All right.